The opinions expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of Olive Garden or its parent company, Darden Restaurants. Garden fresh salad or four homemade soups plus warm breadsticks. Our famous never-ending first course is so good, you'll forget you still have more to look forward to. Enjoy never-ending super salad and breadsticks on us, only at Olive Garden. Hey everybody, it's The Rewind, presented by Olive Garden for the month of April 2023. I'm Paul, that's Nathan. That is I. Well, Nathan, it's a very exciting day on The Rewind after much promising and delaying and all that good stuff. Today, we will get a call from the CEO of Olive Garden, Mr. Darden, who is going to welcome us to the family. He was insistent that even after all these delays, he show up and welcome us to the Olive Garden family. And I, for one, am excited to thank him for the wealth of food that he has given me over the last couple of months. Nathan, I'm sure you by now have gotten your pasta pass, your pasta bowl, breadsticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I've, I've got a bone to pick with him. I'm, I'm glad he's on. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad he's joining us here because uh, him and I got some beef and it's not like the kind of beef you throw into an Italian carbonara. It's like beef, beef. Remember, tone it down. This is the person that is uh, paying our bills. You're right? right. So, you know. I apologize. Okay. So I got the holiday hotline right next to me, Nathan, and uh, I'm told he's supposed to call any second. So, you know. Be nice to have some breadsticks to eat while we wait, but I don't. Yeah. Well, let me just double check that the, the phone line is actually active. Yeah, there's a, there's a dial tone there. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, it's only been a minute. I'm sure it's just, I mean, he's a busy man. He's running a multi-billion dollar food chain. Uh, it, this is expected, I'm sure. Multi-billion with a B? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, the Olive Garden is for families. And basically, it's the premier destination for families to eat. Is my understanding. Aren't you and I a family? Why, why haven't we eaten together? We're part of the Olive Garden family, though I suppose anybody is because, you know, we're all family here. Um, I'm just vamping because I was, <clears throat> don't know what's going on here. I was told in this email I have here that he will be calling exactly this time. Uh, so, I think uh, today is a lie. I mean, that's just because you're negative. You didn't get your pasta pass. Wow. But uh, wouldn't you be negative if you didn't get a pass that gave you unlimited pasta and breadsticks and soup? I mean, I, I messaged our handler. I told her that you weren't getting any of the stuff and she said it's on its way. Yeah. Well, she should be fired. What's her name? Ashley. Well, Ashley should be fired. Fire Ashley. Ashley, Ashley, you're fired. I, I'm firing you. You're, you're, you're done. No pasta pass. No job. Maybe I didn't put the handle on the, just let me just, you know, fiddle with this a little bit. Pick it up and dial tone, put it down. There's a whole lot of nothing right now, Paul. A whole lot of nothing. I'll tell you what, you know, busy man, right? Running, uh, running an Italian restaurant empire. Maybe we just start the news stories and then I'm sure he'll call soon and, you know, it'll all be good. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. I doubt it, but sure. You know? Yeah. All right. Well, let's not be negative. All right. This is after all our, our boss feeling I'm being lied to Paul. I mean, again, I'm sure this is just a complete misunderstanding. I was assured 
you know, beyond assured really that he will be calling, you know, momentarily. So why don't we just proceed with the news and then, you know, we'll talk to him when he calls. Yeah. It's not going to happen for sure. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's do the news. All I'm saying is, is you could be a little bit more proof positive. Yeah, I feel like you haven't been very positive with the sponsorship since it started, and I feel like it's kind of bringing us all down. It's like teaching a dog to do a trick, but not rewarding him when he does the trick. Eventually, the dog's going to turn on you. And this is this is where my life is right now. Okay? In this analogy, you're the dog. You're calling yourself a dog? Yes. Because, but I'm not doing it. Tr- you know what? Let's just get to the news. All right. Nathan's a dog. Got it. <laughs> All right, Nathan, what is going on in the world that we call ours? I've got to I've got to hand it to the world right now because it has come up with the most amazing story to date that I have ever reported on in the history of our show. Awesome. I might have just found it 10 minutes ago, but boy and and by golly, it is the best best story. Like the best, like this top 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 two stories is number one. Never reported on something so amazing in my entire life. I love talking about penis. Ex- I don't. Why are you doing that? <laughs> All right. What is it? All right. So the nideal.news.com. Uh, don't correct me. A 20-year-old Racine man. Uh, Racine is in Wisconsin, by the way, Paul. It's a place. I don't know. Got it. Who's accused of engaging in lewd behavior in a library has been banned from all the libraries on the face of the earth. Okay. Tyree S. Carter is charged with misdemeanor counts of lewd behavior and disorderly conduct. He's due in court next month for a pretrial conference. Awesome. A Journal Times of Racine report says Carter is accused of openly masturbating in the Racine Public Library last week. A witness told investigators Carter was out in the open, not trying to conceal his act. His signature bond was set at Court records say, as a condition of his bond, he was told to stay out of all the libraries on the face of the earth. (laughs) Have all the libraries across the earth agreed to this? This is to say that I don't feel like we're on the best terms with Russia and China. So do they support this? Or could he go, theoretically, to a Russian library and still rent a copy of something by Judy Bloom or whatever he masturbates to. I like to think this, this is an honor system kind of bond, you know, just, just, you know, just tell them, Hey, can't go into libraries anywhere in the, uh, on the earth. And I'm sure he's, you know, as, as a, a stand-up city, a citizen, of course, he's just going to, you know, not go into any more libraries. Hey, by the way, can I just point out that at the beginning of this story, I played a clip that you say you love talking about penis and you said I'm wrong. And then you proceeded to read a story about a guy masturbating in the library. (laughs) This is very true. (laughs) I love talking about penis. Oh man. It's, it's so true. Why, why do, why do I talk about penis so much? I don't get this. I understand why penis is always coming out of my mouth. I don't get this. All right. Moving on. (laughs) All right, no more penis talk. I love talking about penis. Uh, I don't believe, by the way, I don't believe you, but all right. I believe me. Okay. When I believe me, you must believe me. It's just, it's a part of our relationship. Okay. Got it. From cbsnews.com, a Dutch court on Friday banned a man from donating any more of his sperm after he fathered. (laughs) Again, (laughs) what is wrong? I love talking about penis. (laughs) After he fathered. (laughs) At least. 
550 children in the Netherlands and other countries and misled prospective parents about the number of offspring he helped to conceive. Okay. <laughs> A judge at the Hague District Court ordered the halt in an injunction brought by the parents of a child conceived with a donor's sperm and a foundation representing other parents. The court noted that under Dutch guidelines, sperm donors are allowed to produce a maximum of 25 children with 12 mothers, and that the donor lied to prospective parents about his donation history. The donor, identified as Jonathan M. under Dutch privacy guidelines, provided sperm to several Dutch fertility clinics and to a clinic in Denmark, as well as to many other people he connected with through advertisements and online forums, the court said in its written judgment. I just like how you said there weren't going to be any more penis stories, and then you followed it up with a penis story. It's almost like I can't trust you. (laughs) Look, some things happen. I can't control them. Talking about penis is not something I like to do, and I, I promise... I won't do it again. Okay. Okay. All right. You say that. And then the next one, you're like, area man fell on his dick and it broke. (laughs) There's no, there's no next one. (laughs) Okay. I'm done. All right. That's my penis quota for the day. Very good. Okay. Very good. I'm glad you filled it. Thank you. I know. I'm just, I just got to fill them. You know, Nathan's always filling his penis quota. (laughs) All right. All right. Next news.com.au. I guess this is from Australia. Go look into that one and come back and tell us what your research finds. A peculiar looking iceberg has caught the attention of cheeky social media users. Uh-oh. A man named Ken Pretty, a Canadian drone photographer from the town of Dildo, took a picture of a giant iceberg shaped like a penis. You fucking liar. Off the coast of Newfoundland. You goddamn liar. I love talking about penis. <laughs> You know what the worst part is? People in the audience are listening to this and thinking like, well, of course he's just setting up a joke by saying that there's no more penis stories because as the person who organizes the news, he must be aware of what he's going to read next. I assure you, audience, Nathan does not think that far ahead. I don't. don't He's a very primal, much like a predator in the wild. He's very primal in how he attacks his prey. There's no thought other than, oh, look, a bunny rabbit. I'm going after it. I don't understand. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's photo went viral on social media with over 3,000 shares and many comments. That's it. Come back to me when that has 3 million shares. Pretty says that he was lucky to capture the iceberg at the right moment because it is melting quickly. <clears throat> I'm getting a lot of response, a lot of reaction to the photo because of his resemblance to part of the male anatomy, he said. As you may imagine, many social... Media users have jumped to the chance to make a few cheeky comments on the photograph. Maybe I should call him, one user wrote in reaction to the photo. Frozen stiff, another joked. Yeah, all right, all right. I don't need to hear it. <laughs> I don't need to hear the, the online commentary on what is obviously very stupid. Yeah. Great. Good for Dildo. Once again, it's finding, <laughs> it's finding more notoriety where it really doesn't need any. Oh, geez. All right. From OP.com, the next story. That's where it comes from. Mm-hmm. An Australian tourist facing possible flogging after being accused of going on a drunken nude rampage in the Indonesian province of Ake uh, says he felt almost possessed at the time. Bodhi Manny Risby Jones, this is a stupid name, 23 of Noosa, Australia, not a real place, was arrested Thursday on the island of Simulilia. Sounds about right. Yep. Off the coast of Sumatra. I know, I know that that's real. 
in Indonesia. Risby Jones allegedly ran nude through a village near the Atlantic Moon Beach Resort, chasing and hitting locals. <laughs> he is also alleged to have injured local fisherman Edie Ron by pushing a motorcycle into him. Ron required 50 stitches, by the way, and broken bone. Ron's wife, Erie Seljuna, reported Risby Jones to the police and residents threatened to burn down the resort and make up the rampage. What is happening over there? To all who I have disrespected and hurt, I am truly sorry. Please forgive me, Risby Jones said in a statement released by his family. I'd like to point out that that was kind of a penis story since he was naked, but <laughs> well, I'll let that one slide because he didn't actually mention the word penis. Yeah, it's true. Well, he was naked. I'm sure, you know, his little dingling was. Yeah, it was out there. Yeah. Yeah. It was out, it was the out wind. there. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't know what's going on with this phone call here. I feel like it's been a couple of minutes now. Yeah. You know what's happening? Completely forgot about that dink. Well, ooh, hold on. Sorry, I take that yeah, back. Let me pick up the phone again. Just no, there's dial tone. Maybe. Man, I feel like. Let me just check the email. Just make sure I gave him the right number. Because I mean, yeah, H O H, H O. Why? What? What? Yeah, that's. Are we calling Santa? What is this? Well, we don't. You know, we paid so much money for this holiday hotline. Why would I have two lines? That's a lot of money. Can we not afford another line? It shouldn't be that hard. I'll tell you what, we'll, uh, we'll take a break. Okay. You know, promote our friends at Olive Garden. And uh, I'm guessing when we come back, uh, he'll almost certainly call. In fact, maybe I'll just call the handler and double check what's going on. Yeah. All right. So let's just hear from our friends at Olive Garden. At Olive Garden, when we say never ending first course, we mean never ending. Never run out of buttery, freshly baked breadsticks. Never reach the bottom of your garden fresh salad bowl. Never get to the last spoonful of homemade soup. And it's always on us. Just don't forget, it's only your first course. Olive Garden, we're all family here. And we're back. Uh, This is a little embarrassing. I did call our handler during that commercial break, and it seems like uh, Mr. Darden cannot make it i am told he is very sorry but uh something has come up and uh yeah uh will not be calling in so that's a little embarrassing i ran out of breadsticks had to go put out the fire i didn't ask exactly what's happening i was just told that he uh yeah he won't be uh he won't be calling in so uh you have to go make some soap that's not a product they sell um no all right well there's a reference there though Okay. Uh, all right. Well, listen, I, I guess, you know, the show must go on, right, Nathan? We can't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. We can't stop this uh, train once it's left uh, the station. So what's the next news story? Yeah, this train's been going on for 189 shows. Can't stop it now. Nope. You and I are going to be doing this into our, into our twilight years. We're the Affleck and Damon of podcasting. Honestly, we should start a Guinness Book of World Records thing. There already is one. For for like people who have done radio or a podcast for the longest time. So what's the difference? So you just want to make a, you don't want to make a book. You just want to make a record. You can make whatever you want. Yeah. I didn't know this. Yes. I can think of a lot of things I can do. That's why I always say don't read Guinness stories because it's all nonsense. Anyone can make up a record. And so long as they approve it, it ends up in the dumb book. But is is it like the, uh, the Wikipedia of 
stupid things? I can't. I don't know. I guess. I don't, is, really? You can make up your own thing? I just, I can't believe that you're 40 and you're just learning how the Guinness Book of World Records works. Well, I would think that you'd have to like set the bar, then you'd have to do it. No. How can you set a bar for something that's never been set before? I don't know. I could like blow my nose for two hours straight. I'm sure that would get into Guinness Book. I, I'd be bloodied and I'd probably. Well, you'd have to check if said thing exists and if it doesn't, you could attempt to break it or create it. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Huh. Give me the, yeah, give me the story. You can think of this later. I'm sure. All right, from the dailystar.co.uk slash news slash world news slash time traveler two six no. Are you just reading the URL? <laughs> yeah, I am. Never done that before. It's my first time. Well, never do it again. How's that? <laughs> okay. A mysterious social media user who claims to be a time traveler from not one of these again. From <laughs> 2671. Haven't we had enough time travelers? These guys are just whack jobs. Or are they from the future bringing us warnings that we should no. listen to? How? Uh, listen, before I go further. Year 2671. Yes. Okay. Yes. How are you going to remember something from 2023? And specifically this month in May. That's like 652 years past whatever's going to happen soon. How are you going to remember that? Or are you just jumping back and how do you get, how do you, you know what? I hate this story already. Can I answer your question with a question? Sure. How do you know what he knows if you haven't read the story yet? I just, I'm, I'm doing Maybe some math read it. and it doesn't Maybe make Maybe read sense. it and we'll see why he's coming okay. back. All right. Anyways, this, this idiot has issued a warning that thousands will be forced to say goodbye to their loved ones when disaster strikes next month. Anno Alaric. That sounds like a name from 21, whatever. It sounds like a stupid name they just made up. His name is probably Jim Smith or something. It's a future name. That's what they sound like in the future. It's a dumb name. Mm -hmm. I don't believe him. He's also known as the (sighs) Radiant Time Traveler. Has gained more than 26,000 followers for all idiots, by the way, for posting warnings about supposed future events. The creator has previously made warnings about twin planets with Earth, alien visitors, and even portals opening to other dimensions. But now the self-professed time warper has claimed thousands of families will lose loved ones in catastrophic disasters supposedly just a month away. This guy's a moron. In the video, just gained more than 2,600 likes, all idiots, anal wrote, attention. Anal wrote? I don't know, what? <laughs> anal, anal wrote? Anal. I'm going to call him anal from now on, yeah? Because that's the kind of stuff that should be... That he's spewing anal stuff. I I never heard Walter Cronkite editorialize this much while (laughs) reading a story, but, you know. Listen, anal wrote, Attention! (laughs) Many of you think I'm a fake time traveler. These are major events to come in each month of 2023. (sighs) I'm, like, getting tired reading this. After... Specifying the video was part of a series of videos and that this one would focus solely on May and June of 2023. He added May 15th, a 750 foot high tsunami. That's not even possible. High tsunami hits the U.S. West Coast, mainly San Francisco, causes hundreds of billions of damages and thousands of families have to say bye to their loved ones. This guy's an idiot. And hey, if it happens, if it happens, Nathan, shame on you for doubting this man. Hold on. Oh, I didn't even get to the good parts here. Wow. 
On June 18th, seven people will fall from the sky from walking through a wormhole that was accidentally created. That See, that's believable. All right. Very good. Moving on. All right. From the BBC.com, a box of 122-year-old chocolate bars, a long time, Paul, that were sent to troops fighting in the Boer War, Boer, Boer War, has been discovered in an attic. Great. Yeah. The tin of uh, Roundtree's chocolate made in York in 1899 was found at a house in Immingham, Northeast Lincolnshire. Awesome. They were sent as a gift on behalf of Queen Victoria, and this box only has one piece of chocolate missing. Paul Cooper of Edison's Auctioneers said it was incredibly rare to find a tin still containing the chocolate. It was discovered in a box of household junk and is believed to have belonged to the homeowner's late husband's grandfather who fought in the Boer War. Mr. Cooper said, it is incidentally some of the most controversial chocolate ever made. Oh. A royal commission that triggered a row involving all of the country's most famous chocolate makers. Yep, that's the story there. Just found some old chocolate. It looks pretty disgusting. Would you try this? I don't think I would, but would you? No, of course not. Yeah. Great. Yep. Well, moving on to more edibles from CNN.com. More than two decades after Mike Tyson bit off a chunk of Evander Holyfield's ear. Can I give you props for that? I don't compliment you a lot on this show for reasons that I think are pretty evident. That is a pretty good, that is a pretty good segue. <laughs> I set it up like that. Uh, let me tell you, that was, that was all right. I, I'm impressed. <laughs> Thank you. Hold on. Let's. Let's talk for a <laughs> don't moment. Think, don't no. think too much about no, the. No, no, no. no. It was no, a backhanded no, let's, compliment, let's... admittedly, but just take the compliment, all right? Hold on. Just explain to yourself for, for a moment to the audience. Why should things not be explained about things I say? I don't think to understand things. I don't even know that you're saying what I even said to begin with. <laughs> so I, I've lost the thread of what you're asking based on what I said, but. Uh, I, I forgot what you said. I know. This is, okay. <laughs> this is part of why I'm impressed, I guess is what I'm All saying. Right, here you go. All right. Tell me what Mike Tyson did or didn't do. The legendary boxer has released a line of edibles in the shape of ears. Great. The cannabis-infused gummies are called Mike Bites. <laughs> in homage to Tyson's most notorious moment, Holyfield, the only four-time world heavy Weight champion defeated Tyson at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas in 1996. The following year, during their highly anticipated rematch, Tyson bit off a small section of Holyfield's ear, spit it onto the canvas, and was promptly disqualified. The gory incident marked the rematch as one of the most bizarre fights in the history of boxing. And now it's a gummy. Yeah. Nice to know that you can commit a crime publicly like that and then profit off of it later. <sighs> This is scary. This is a scary story. Okay. And when I read this 20 minutes ago, and only the first few lines, I'm like, this is just, it's starting. And guess what? Before we started doing this show, uh-huh. guess what movie it was on? I don't know. Well, I haven't even told you what I'm going to be talking about. How would you know? Sorry. Okay. This is why the compliment <laughs> before was so important. <laughs> It, it was right. almost like it, it was almost like if a baboon were to type out a page of readable dialogue on a typewriter. You know, you look at the baboon, you're like, you did it. And normally it's gibberish. Okay. Well, <laughs> I was watching The Matrix 
Okay. <laughs> we started. This is scary here. Got it. So, okay. The TaipeiTimes.com. The voices sound like well-known personalities. The music features trendy dance beats and hip-hop syncopations. It's a big word, by the way. Mm-hmm. And the jokes and laughter are contagious. But listeners of an offbeat Swiss public radio station repeatedly got the message on Thursday that today's programming is brought to you by artificial intelligence. Uh-oh. Yep. Starting three months in the making, the French language station, Toi. That's my best French interpretation. Toi. Spot on. Yep. Is touting a one-day experiment using cloned voices of five real human presenters in what managers claim is a world's first and never aired before music composed almost entirely by computers, not people. They're making their own music for us to listen to. Awesome. From 6 a.m. to 7 p.m., the station said AI controlled its airwaves. Every 20 minutes, listeners got a reminder. With an eerie sci-fi movie-like track whirring in the background, a soothing raspy female voice said, AI is taking your favorite radio by storm. This is scary. I mean, it's coming. It's inevitable. Uh, I'm certainly not going to stand in the way of progress. And I've said this before on the show. I welcome the AI taking over my job. I I don't particularly like doing this, but, you know, I got to. No one's going to take over my job. Uh, no, they will. No, they will. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, we proved nope. that last uh, last episode. I am Nathan. Hear me roar. Well, listen, we've had a lot of laughs today. We've had some sadness, you know, because I feel like I lied to the audience. I I promised them a big exclusive interview and I didn't deliver on it. It's not my fault. But uh, I think, uh, Nathan, I'm saying this to you. I'm saying this to the audience. The Olive Garden Corporation is uh, going to have to answer a little bit for the the deceit today. You know, I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm not thrilled. Yeah. I'm not thrilled with what happened. And and I think it's... uh, I think it's shitty. I'm just going to say that out loud. They've disappointed not just you and I, but uh, the masses that listen to us intently. The sound of my voice soothes them as they go to sleep on their couch mid-podcast. Just animals that listen to the sound of my voice. Anything that's in reach of us, mm-hmm. you know, audibly. Mm-hmm. And if we had video visually. Yeah. They've disappointed all that. I don't it's, know what uh, you're talking about. I'm very what? confused. I, no. I, I I tuned out a moment ago. But all right. Uh, all I wanted to say is is that uh, we keep being told by the Olive Garden that we're all family here. And today, I don't feel like family. Yeah, I, I don't feel like family either. Thank you, uh, Nathan, for that. Uh, really, thank you. Never again. Uh, thank you, audience. You, If you like this show, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Google Podcasts. If you don't like the show... You can find it these places too. Yeah, you, if you like it or hate it, yeah, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Recommend it to a friend. Send it to them. Uh, yeah, we're on Twitter for now. I don't know. Twitter seems to be falling apart with every passing month, but we're still there for now. We'll see how much longer we're on there. At I love the rewind, and you can find us on Mastodon at the rewind at mastodon social. There you go. We're going to be on Blue Sky soon, too. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we'll be on all of them because soon there will just be 10,000 decentralized Twitter-like clones and we will post stuff to all of them. How hard is it to make one of these websites? Because, like, I'm thinking uh, maybe you and I could do one. Yeah? Yeah. What would you call it? How about Wet Pavement? The Wet Pavement app. Got it. All right. Yeah, because it can be dry. It can be wet. You know, it's, it's it's a difference. 
difference in you know mood and, and behavior of the surrounding environment and people will like cling on to that some people trip on wet pavement some people don't well on that note we will see you all next month goodbye